Hi everybody, welcome to For the Record, episode number 60. Hope everybody is doing well. Holy shit, 60 episodes. Wow. I don't know, I just didn't even, I didn't even realize that until today. Um, that's... I can't believe we've gotten that far. I'm super stoked on that. Um, how's everybody doing? <laughs> oh my god, are we holding up okay? Um, Jesus Christ, wow. Um... I'm not going to get into the election. I'm not going to get into that. I want this to be a safe place away from all of that. But holy shit. Um, this has been a wild week. Um, so let's get away from all that for a little bit. Um, let's jump into this episode and talk about music for a little bit. Let's talk about some entertainment and something fun. Um, so this episode was with um, the lovely Janet Devlin. She was such a delight. It was so wonderful talking to her and um, getting to know even more about her music. We talked a lot about, um, uh, excuse me, about one of um, her more recent tracks called Outernet Song, which was a song that she'd written in a video that she'd done kind of commenting on internet and the the commenting culture you see on social media sites like um youtube facebook uh twitter obviously things like that um and it was just it was a very unique chat and it was nice to talk to someone who'd written a song about something that is very relevant to today's to today's not only just online culture but but human culture in general we all communicate um, through social media and internet, and we all think that we have these things that will, if we say them, make ourselves feel better about each other, even though we're putting someone down, um, and we also seem to walk away with this thing thinking that we're invincible because we can comment from, uh, behind our keyboards when that's not the case. There's another person on the, the receiving side of that, and... Um, it was just fascinating to talk to her about her life growing up and um, her, I, I guess, exposure to um, to all of that and that and how that inspired her to write the song. Um, she also has a brand new EP that was just released on November fourth through OK Good Records called Little Lights. It's a holiday EP, so go and pick that up um, at the end of listening to this. I highly recommend it. Um, t- all right, so tired of wanting to read all the time but never having the time to do so? Use Audible.com. Audible gives you access to over 180,000 top-notch and high-quality audiobooks, allowing you to listen to them, inserting them into your ears anywhere you go. You can listen to them literally anywhere. So say on your commute, at the gym, when you're on a break in the office, wherever you want. Um, it's awesome. It's a wonderful program. Um, so if you'd like to try it out, visit www.audibletrial.com shamelesspromo to sign up for a free audiobook and free 30-day trial. Once again, that's audibletrial.com shamelesspromo. All right, this is episode number 60 with Miss Janet Devlin. Enjoy!
excuse me. Hey there. Hey, Jared. Hey, so sorry about that. I don't know, like, literally every possible thing that could have gone wrong with my microphone and my recorder went down within, like, a minute and I was dude it's cool because I just I've been doing Skype calls for like my pledge store or whatever so people bought Skype calls and like I just called like a really important one and like oh nice my, my camera just wouldn't work and I was like are you joking me so like in the space of time I managed to actually download the app <laughs> on my phone yeah before my computer had restarted itself it was, I, so I, I know the feeling so I was obviously panicking myself <laughs> yeah no it's just like because I, I had um, I had this like call recorder software installed on the computer and then there was um, the mic wasn't working and then that was a simple like flick of the switch of oh I the wrong button was pushed and I was like okay cool I'll set the recorder why is the recorder not working okay and then you had to go back and then Skype quits and then it has to like reinstall and I'm like you've got to be kidding yeah me right dude now. no it's just like <laughs> Skype is so hard to use sometimes it's like why are you making this so difficult Skype Stop crashing. Good yeah, job. Exactly. Exactly. Gotta love technology, though. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> yes. How are you doing this Saturday? Um, it's evening for you. It is morning for me. <laughs> oh, wow. It's Yeah, it's 6 p.m. for me. Yes. I am very well. I've um, been out in a boat today, and I'm literally just sat down having a cup of green tea. Nice. I am having coffee to wake myself up as, um, right now, so I'm yes. more coming up right now <laughs> so, so I, I i know the feel i had to get up at like it this morning and i went and got like a a five shot coffee oh geez it was the it was amazing it was a maca so it's like hot chocolate coffee which in yeah. my opinion is like a little best drink ever so like i was just like so pumped for it today yeah <laughs> yeah, a good start. The, yeah those are the best i mean i i worked in a coffee shop for a little while i think um earlier Earlier, like at the very beginning of this year, I worked for, it for a little bit, and that was always like the best drink to make because it was. Yeah, but Americans yeah. don't really seem to have mochas. We have a mocha, which is, I guess, like it's the cl I think it's the closest thing. It's like it's basically it's a bunch of chocolate syrup and then espresso. Yeah, a mocha, mocha. Oh mocha. yeah, that's how I guess that's how we pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, the way I pronounce it's really wrong, but I never really hear <laughs> Americans ordering it. Really? Oh, I yeah. I had to make quite a few of them. I had to make quite a few of them. <laughs> I'm always like around people who are just like, I'll have a cappuccino or a latte, and I'm like, oh, mate, you're boring. Have a freaking have have a maca. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, I had to make some of the. I had to make some of the most interesting drinks you could ever think of because they would have stuff that was like you. We got a lot of lattes, cappuccinos, but it was like a Starbucks, so. All uh, of the most sugary possible drinks you could find were there. Oh, amazing! So, yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. We had a. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if you guys have frappuccinos, but we had a. We um, do. We have all uh, of those things, but I'm I'm allergic to milk, so. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, it's real. It's real fun, and, and milk's in bloody everything. So. Yeah, it seriously is. Um, we had like a we had a, a s'mores frappuccino, so that was wow. Like, yeah, so it was marshmallow, whipped cream, um, graham crackers. What is the difference between a frappuccino and like a maca then? I don't know. Isn't it just the same thing but like a different name? It it sounds like it is. I mean, the, 
God, that's a good point. I really don't know. <laughs> that is totally, that is a good point. I'm going to go into Starbucks as now and just ask the baristas that question. What's the difference? And see how long it takes them to freak out. I never thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> They'll probably be like, um, hold on one second. Oh, no, in this country, they just tell you where to go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, it is. Um, it's wonderful to talk to you. I'm so sorry we had to reschedule this originally. Um, I um, had started a second job and my schedule had gotten. They were like, "Okay, you're gonna work this time," and I was like, "Oh, cool. oh, crap." It's okay. And, yeah. Like, don't worry. Things have been manic over here, so I'm just like being pulled and prodded places anyway. So it's <laughs> I'm just told what to do at the minute. For sure. These things For are sure. so intense. It's like, ah, okay. Definitely. It's like, Janet, oh, you're not going home to 2.30. Ah, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, what's, what's life? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, 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 with that kind of schedule, yeah, I guess, I, I think it comes with the territory of doing music, whether you're in just the business or you're a musician yourself, whatever whatever the case is, you kind of learn to just roll with whatever oh, comes man, your it's way. Oh, it's been my life now for five years. It's like, and I'm doing this today. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> I, I've been up for three days. Oh, that's okay. Oh, my that's, goodness. I, no, that's okay. No one cares. Uh, like, I'm just used to it. I'm quite, like, easygoing when it comes to music in the sense of, like, I don't, like, apparently I'm not a diva, and I think that's just because I'm, like, so laid back about everything that happens in music because it's, like, if you're not laid back, it's, like, you're going to be, you're going to have a heart attack, friend. Oh, exactly. And it and it's so ironic when I, I see people and I like there were times when I would get stressed out or I'd see other colleagues, they get stressed out about stuff that was going on at a show. And then a friend of mine came up to me and she was like, I hate this. I, I was like, what's wrong? She's like, all of you are getting stressed out and upset. This is the one thing that's supposed to make you happy. I don't get this at all. Just calm down. And I was like, you were right, friend. I was like, all right. That's a good point, and I've uh, that stuck that stuck with me since she said it, and I'm like, "All right, you made a very valid point." And so whenever yeah. I see anybody, I'm just like, "Okay, calm down. You just gotta roll with it. Let's just go." Well, the, my problem was with like like when people when I say like I'm stressed or something, and someone some smart Alec will always say like, "Cause I I'm very well aware, obviously, the fact that this is like my bloody dream job, and it's everything that I've ever wanted, and everything I've ever worked for." Um, but I had someone once say to me, like, you know, just because this is your dream job doesn't mean that your emotions aren't valid. And I was like, ah, they are valid. Yeah. (laughs) I I am allowed to be stressed and I'm allowed to be tired and I'm allowed to be these things, uh, but I'm not allowed to be ungrateful. That's That's what I learned. But you always have someone who says like, oh, but isn't that what you always wanted? And you're like, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I want, like, everything, but I do, like, the occasional sleep, so, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of stuff that comes with the territory, it's like, and I think what, it's like people realize when they're going to go and do a career in music, it's like, yeah, it's going to be hard work, and then they actually do it, and then they start to get into it where they're like, okay, I, I know this is going to be hard, but still, it's difficult. And then the second you say something because you're in the spotlight, well, they have a dream job. They they can't be talking about that. I have to go work and do this. And it's like, you don't yeah. it. No, you don't No, uh, this is the truth. And, like, I've recently watched quite a lot of people leave the industry um, just because they can't 
you know, I'm fortunate to just like, I can't do it. I can't deal with it anymore because like, you know, especially the way the music industry is now, a lot of artists I know have just decided to quit um, because it's so high pressured. Just, I think this year I've seen like three people leave that were like really big in the game and like doing really well in my, like from the outside looking in and they've just gone, nope. I'm not doing it anymore. I can't handle it. Yeah, I saw I saw that happen last year. I thankfully, for at least from where I am, I haven't seen it happening too much. I've seen people like transfer to different like companies or things like that and kind of move around and do stuff, but mm-hmm. nothing. Thankfully, nothing too crazy. But last year, I did notice that, and it was making me kind of sad because I'm like, you can you you can do the thing. I know you. <laughs> you can. Yeah. <laughs> I think what people I think a lot of the time struggle is like. You know, there's no such thing as a brick, especially for an artist. Like, there's no brick. You can't have a brick. You can't. Because, like, if you disappear from the radar for, like, a millisecond, you're screwed. So you feel like that pressure, obviously, to just permanently be out there and have things and, like, be on every social or be releasing something, be it videos or or actual music. And it's like, I get why people leave because you... you, It's easier almost to leave than it is to to take a brick. Remember when all an artist had to do was make music and then for social media yeah. just have a website and a MySpace page and that was it. I don't remember <laughs> those days. I I just remember before the internet, basically. Yeah. I just remember like buying the newspaper. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. Exactly. Seeing them on TV or. Yeah. Was, Thing. back whenever you know major labels were the the big dog yeah i remember but thankfully, yeah. and thankfully not that's not the scenario because i mean like indie music wasn't really a thing then yeah that's a very good point because unless you were a major label artist like where were you going <laughs> exactly <laughs> like, yeah. you're not getting tv radio or film what are you talking about <laughs> where's your budget <laughs> yeah exactly it's just so insane to watch how like Within only a couple of years since, like, the social media, the boom of social media, it was kind of like, okay, you need one to two, maybe if you feel like it, you could do, like, three different of these social media things. Now you need, like, 12 of them for all these different things, and it's just, it's it's insane. Everybody's so split up, and unfortunately, my fan base are, like, there's no demographic for my fan base, so, like, you know, um, I have to be on all of the social media like my phone is a is a mess like i've got what have i got i've got like instagram facebook twitter tumblr the whole spotify the snapchat yeah. youtube which is a video i every week yeah and like all of those things and then more and then you've drop downs because like facebook have like decided to now do like facebook chat yeah messenger uh, for artists so like and it tells you off like it's like you've got like a 12% re- 12% response yeah rate. it tells you yeah there was like a time when i didn't reply to a message right away and then my response time went from 100 because i'd only most of my stuff comes in through email so i mm-hmm. was kind of just like okay i'll i'll reply to this and i was like oh, i can't answer right now i'll answer later and it dropped to like 25% and i was like i literally didn't check it for a day like are you kidding me right now my thing is like at the start of my day and i i spend an hour on facebook chat and it's so stressful like because as soon as i do that hour of facebook chat then my phone goes off all day and it's like (laughs) you have 
200 new messages on yeah. Facebook. I'm like, no! Yeah. Like, the more I respond, the more my thing goes up and the more people message me. I cannot win with Facebook at the minute. Like, I'm just, <laughs> I am drowning. But it's okay because it's a good sign. Yeah, <laughs> but... it's, it's like it's like a good problem to have, essentially. It's like, oh, my okay. God. Yeah, but it, and it all plays into the career which is which is like even though it's one of those things where it does give you stress you can kind of look at it and go this is still cool (laughs) yeah it's kind of like i feel like there was an office part of the job which there is definitely a part of my job there's an office part because like being independent you know you have to kind of basically run the ship so like like in the office i'll do all of those things that are kind of officey like sit there and respond to emails and respond to messages and respond and do all of that weird office job stuff but people don't see that because they think that you're an artist and obviously you sleep till 3 p.m and (laughs) uh write songs all the time and that's all you do (laughs) but i love like i love it like this is like it's ever-changing which is cool and it's like i don't know where the music industry is going to be in like five years time because like in the past like two years it's changed like dramatically yeah so it's kind of cool to be a part of this weird wave that's going on the internet is just i mean it's provided a whole new it's 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 absolutely i i mean you said it best it's it featured a really dramatic change and i think that with not only the influx of social media but with the way that everything is so readily available for people every single person has a voice a long time ago that wasn't the case and that's really it's it's just it's crazy it can be that can be a good thing and that can also there's also a lot of downsides to that um, oh yeah <laughs> so it's just i mean it's insane to watch it um you wrote a song about that was kind of talking about this um that mm-hmm. i was very curious about called outernet song and yeah. when did that like was there an event that inspired that happening or was it kind of one of those things where as a songwriter, you're looking for something to write, and you're like, "Well, this has kind of been on my mind," and then the song just kind of came out of that. Mm, not really. Like this song is such a different song from my like normal songwriting. Yeah. Um, and yeah. because I started writing it three years ago, um, which was kind of before this whole like digital detoxing and thing has started becoming a thing. Yeah. Uh, it was because I was back home, like having a little holiday almost, but I was working from home and like. Uh, I think it, because it's written over those couple of years, you can tell because like the topic kind of changes all the way through. So like at the start, I'm talking about like the television and magazines and you know thigh gaps and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You, kind of, <laughs> you see all on television. You see it on your laptop and things like that. So like I'd written that when I was uh, 19 and I was home in Ireland. And in fairness, I was very insecure. Yeah. Um, I was very insecure, so I kind of just started writing it because I'd only just started learning how to play the ukulele as well. So I wanted something to uh, experiment with, really. And I was kind of done. I was kind of done with the whole being told how to look thing. So yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and then you know, it starts then talking about the abuse online and stuff. And it was because I don't know. I think one day I'd just gone on and seen loads of it because I, I used to. In those insecure days when I was 19, like sometimes I would go online and I would check the comments to read the mean things because like I wanted them to be biblical justification for my own insecurities. 
Yeah. Like when I would say like, oh, you know, I feel, you know, I, I in my head like sometimes you'd be like something random like, oh, I don't know, I feel kind of chubby today, and then you'd go on and you'd like read the comments and someone would say, oh, she's gotten chubby, and I'd be like. See, I'm not going mad. <laughs> this person agrees with me, so obviously I'm getting chubby. You know what I mean? It was so exactly. bizarre. But like, as I've grown up and grown out of those insecurities and stuff, so did the song. So it kept going further on, and then it talks about, you know, we need to teach our kids how to bloody love themselves because we don't do that enough. And then the chorus was only written about three months ago, and that's the whole, like, like let's take a break. Let's take a break, like from the internet. Uh, let's go to the internet. So, like, the song has grown up with me, and it wasn't until three months ago when I did write the chorus that I went, Do you know what? If I don't put this out, it's never going to be out there. Yeah. <laughs> and it's one of the so, songs that came around at like a perfect time in, in, not, I, I want to use the word history, but just, I think it just came around at the perfect time in where our, our modern age and where youth culture is very focused which is on like literally staring at your at your phone all day (laughs) yeah which i'm not really complaining about because i'm not really social Uh, (laughs) and i love my phone and you know everything like the fact that we are social media based and stuff it really doesn't bother me because i i spend my life on there and i enjoy it but gotcha you know every single person like including me i think needs to know where the line is do you know what i mean absolutely because i only recently discovered like that i should put my phone down for a whole like hour start to finish no no flicking it to see the time no nothing like you turn my phone off turn my laptop off turn the television off and have like an hour of not being connected and just like unplugging Because I I think everyone thinks, like, when you say digital detox, they imagine, like, let's all go venture into the mountains and take our yoga mats (laughs) and we'll go there for six months. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, no, that's really stupid because that kind of stuff doesn't last. So for me, it's like digital detox was something I never considered. But then as soon as I realized you could do it in, like, a minimal form of, like, an hour a day, I was like, oh, this is this makes way more sense to my brain. Definitely. And it's way more doable. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of one of those things I think I might end up, I am probably going to end up doing something like that today. I work at, um, one of the places I work at is at a radio station in San Francisco, and I have to go um, pick up my check because it, it came in yesterday and I wasn't able to get up there when they were giving out. But in order to do that, I have to take a train and walk to the station. But when I would do that in the past, I would actually turn off my iPhone and just read a book while I was on a train and just walk mm. through the streets. And it was super detoxing and super relaxing to just not have to focus on. Uh, it's just, it's amazing what, like, not, like, actually just wearing a watch instead of using your phone uh-huh. as a clock. It's totally different. And it's, it's super, it, it, it makes you realize kind of how addicted you are to it. And then yes. you kind of need a little bit of a break every now and then. Yes, definitely. And like, I hate saying that because everyone's like, Janet, you're such a, you're such a <laughs> but when I explain that it's just the R thing, they're like, uh, yeah, see Fred, see, I'm not so bad. Yeah. But it is seriously like when you realize like how much you use your phone, you're like, oh, that's a bit oops. Yeah. Like, this is not how my mother raised me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's insane. And I mean, we came up in a generation where the, I think the generation of 
that was kind of like the 90s kids and it kind of loosely within that era we came up in a generation where there was so, sort of the te- technology was sort of kind of coming into the picture so we had television we had um the very early beginnings of the internet and then within five years at the end of like at the start of the 2000s we had everything like it was so quickly jumped from going outside and playing every day to suddenly all video games and all oh my god disconnected i know because i went from legit i got accepted to the northern ireland running team and i was like a proper athlete at one point in my life this is but this is what happened actually so i was like so sporty i loved it and then the internet like just took over my life and i spent instead of going to the summer camp to do the running for the northern ireland running team i decided that i wanted to spend my summer on the computer <laughs> instead like yeah. that's like how like plugged in i was from like i think that was like, i was 14 yeah and like you know when you're 14 like my parents didn't really care so they were never like go you need to do the running team you need to go do that they were just like you do what you want janet so I was like, thanks, parents. I'm going to spend my whole summer on the internet, which I did. Nice. And me, me and my brother. What did, <laughs> Wait, what did, what did you like, really do at that time? Oh, my Lord. If I, I, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> Go for it. Oh, my God. Do you remember <laughs> Habo Hotel? Um, Maybe. Maybe. See, if you would know, if you used it, you would get addicted to it, and you would have played it as much as me and my brother did. Okay, cool. Like what happens was it was kind of like it was like on like an online website where it was like a community and it was all interactive so you were actually in these rooms and there was also other people there and it, you would all chat digitally. Oh okay, yes. I I I know of like the the form of yeah, yeah, so that yeah. kind of thing. But me and my brother, so I, I remember finding this website and I got totally hooked. I was like, oh my God, I need to show my bro. So, because my brother's my best friend. Um, and he got totally hooked. So we legit just like spend. <laughs> it was it was so bad. It was like we'd get up at like 2 p.m. in the day <laughs> and we wouldn't go to bed until we heard my mom get up for work at 7 a.m. Oh my God. And then we'd go to bed. So it was legit that bad. That is how bad it was. I love it. That's awesome, though. I mean, as so, as much as it's kind of like, oh, it's embarrassing or something. Those are kind of those lazy days and like that kind of stuff. It was always so awesome and so fun. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> it was the bomb. But it was so weird because like I changed with how the digital world changed. So you just like you said, it was like one summer you're outside and you know you're enjoying it and you're playing like a kid and then the next thing it's like i don't want to see daylight what are you talking about <laughs> hey sunshine Meh. like that's how i got peel i used to be a tan child <laughs> like it's ridiculous for sure man i i mean i i totally feel you on the whole video game thing yeah i'd never heard of that <laughs> game but i've i've heard i've and i've but i've seen similar games that would do exactly what you're talking about. Some of them, when yeah. I was a kid, they were like Disney Channel related games, or like Disney did some like Magic Kingdom thing, or whatever <laughs> it was. So I wasn't addicted to that, but I remember like, oh, this is interesting. I got you. Yeah, I suppose uh, like Amer, Amer, like a lot of people would have used bloody what was it, like Club Penguin? 
Yeah, that was that was after um, I that stopped was after. Anything, but yeah, that's exactly what it was like. That was exactly yeah. what it was like, and then they rebranded it to do something else, and that was Club Penguin. Um, but um, I was more like CD-ROM video games kind of thing, like whatever, um, whatever like, I could find. <laughs> I was like everything. It was like GTA was my childhood. <laughs> nice. Like. My whole musical, like if you, like if you check my YouTube channel out, you'll probably like, you'd see the amount of covers that are like, like oh how did you know that artist? Like I did a, a TV show recently on our music channels over here in the UK, and it was so embarrassing because I had to lie about not lie but make up another like kind of reasoning for my song choices to play yeah. the music videos, uh, because a lot of my choices were legit. Um, this is Totes Africa, and I obviously like it because it was in Grand Theft Auto. Um, <laughs> this is Aha, uh, and I like it because it was in Grand Theft Auto. Like, as, it was so embarrassing. As you were carjacking and running away with the money from the prostitute on the other yes, side of the corner? Of course. Of course. Like, Here's Totes uh, Africa. <laughs> yeah. It's like this one time I got a stripper and ran over. Uh, <laughs> Like it's like it's so bad, but like that was my childhood. So that's like, fair. That that Halo and a few others like were just amazing. Nice. Well, I think it's and it, well, I think it's really cool about the song that you wrote and the way that you were able to explain it. And uh, I, I mean, I know you said it's it's a bit different from the kind of songwriting that you've done, but I think it I think it's really cool because not only is it very honest, it's about. It's about something that's actually very pertinent to what is going on in youth, which is, and you said this earlier, but it's that we need to teach kids to really love themselves. I mean, people are going to have things that they'll want to change about themselves no matter what, but just in little, in little respects, but they shouldn't yeah. be, they shouldn't feel bad about it if it's You like, should still love yourself. Though. Exactly. I mean, this is the thing, because I think, well, people forget every single day and is the person that you see in that mirror every single day, that person has to be your best friend because that's the one person you're going to wake up with every morning. You're going you're gonna, to like grow old with that person. Like That is you. You have to be your own best friend because if you can't, you're going to be living with your own enemy every single day. Exactly. Like, and no one wants that. So the quicker we teach people that loving yourself is okay, like, the sooner I think there'll be, like, a mini-revolution because, like, people go their whole lives believing that they need to continually hate themselves, and it's really sad. And, like, I by no means, like, love myself, but at least I'm kind of aware that, you know, I need to work on that, and I do work on that. I, like, meditate and try and get some some form of self-love in my life because I was never taught as a kid that, you know oh, that photo of your favorite person, like, that's not their real face. And, like, that body you see there, that's not even real. Like, that wasn't a thing. And it wasn't until that, like, you know, the whole internet taken off. So the internet has this bonuses that you can go, oh, wait, that's all Photoshop. Yeah. Yeah. Like, which is phenomenal because I love Photoshop as much as the next person. But you really have to, like, work hard at it. And I think... The more we can kind of teach kids that it's important, like it's genuinely one of the most important things. Like, cause you know we did the whole grades thing, and we you know like education is super duper important, and I get that. But like some people drop out 
irrelevant to how hard you try and teach them. I think one of the lessons we need to teach kids from when they're really young is literally love yourself because you know you never know where that person's gonna you know go with their life. Exactly. exactly. I'm, yeah, there's yeah. people that I know that were some people in my high school a couple had ended up dropping out but for and they are thankfully on their feet now and doing Mm. okay but at the time they just there was a period of years where they just they hated themselves they didn't know what to do because there were people that were telling them yeah you're not good enough a guidance counselor actually told one of my friends yeah at this point you should just drop out and i was like (gasps) are you i was like are you kidding me right now like you're supposed to be in a high school that's supposed to encourage people to get educated yeah and to at least, and if not to, like, be like I, be like I know this isn't what you love to do, but just get through this. There's a lot of other options and things you still can do after this time or after mm-hmm. high school, and just kind of go through with it. But it was just I was so shocked at that moment. It's like, are we supposed to be teaching kids and teenagers to be able to be okay with it, or at least to go to avenues where they know that they'll be okay with themselves? Like, like if- I think a lot of it has to go down with confidence because my my funniest my funniest thing about school was I actually did really really well in school, but it was funny because the one subject that I didn't do well in was math was mathematics and it was because like it's only recently that I figured this one out because like someone asked me about my grades and like they got baffled by the fact that I had a C um and I was I had to explain to them that I purposefully dropped out of the highest class because I was always in like the AP classes and I dropped out so I could just get a C like literally in my exam like the highest you could get was a C yeah um, whereas all the rest of my exams were like really difficult and really hard and things and I had to explain to them I was like in primary school I um I spoke fluent Irish uh, as a kid and my school my very first primary school when I switched over they didn't like my family at all and they like in small town Ireland you can get away with a lot so what happened was they put me a year behind because I went from speak I went from the Gaelic school to the normal English-speaking school. Yeah. And they decided that that meant that I was stupid, so they put me a year behind. And uh, <laughs> I remember always being with, like, my classmates and things, and, like, they'd be doing, like, their times tables, and I would be, like, me and, like, two other people would be dragged away to this corner, and we'd have to do our adding and something. We were all the same age, and my education was separated, so I was totally segregated from my class. And that always stuck with me because I was like, "Well, obviously, I'm not good at this thing." Um, my reading and writing and everything was really good because my parents like paid for private tuition outside of school, even though yeah. I wasn't, you know, doing that. But they assumed that I was stupid, so like I always carried that with me. I always thought I was, especially with math. I was just like, "I can't do it. I'm obviously stupid. This is something I can't do." And I carried that all the way up to like I was 16 and I just, I quit on it years and years before that and I just like wouldn't even try. I wouldn't, I couldn't be bothered to try just, just in case I failed. Like, and kids don't forget those kind of things. So if you don't like (laughs) treat a kid with love and nurturing, it all comes down to confidence because the funny part was I was actually really like apparently really good at math i just couldn't be bothered because i was scared of failing at it yeah so i would rather be mediocre 
Like, but if I could have dropped that, like, if math wasn't obviously a necessity, I would have dropped it easy. Absolutely. Like, so I think the thing is, like, if you don't teach kids, tell kids and reiterate to kids that they're good enough and they are enough, like, they're never going to think so. Absolutely. I mean, given that, given all that was said, and we'll, and we'll bring this to a close. I'm, I'm super bummed we have to bring this to a close so quickly because it's been a great conversation. But um, <laughs> with all that that was being said with teaching kids and um, about loving themselves and accepting themselves because they will remember those things. I remember certain things about my younger self that still have stuck with me to this day. And I've, I've gotten through them as do a lot of people, but you still, it always is kind of there in the back of your head. What yeah. is, what does music mean to you in the respect of, of how it came into your life at the, after all of this had kind of happened? Well, actually, it was the reason why I switched schools was my music because I always grew up playing music and I was in a traditional Irish music band um, and I used to play the tumusle and the fiddle and I remember the school had brought in, like, the, the government had sent, you know, this big school project where you get, like, taught how to play classical violin. Um, so obviously I would have been one of the main candidates being someone who could play the, the same instrument, but traditionally. So I could actually play the violin, but I just couldn't read the sheet music or anything like that. But what the school did was they took the four highest, like the, like the four smartest kids, and they put them automatically into the program instead of what they should have done, which was what the government were asking them to do, which was they like do the test. So they never actually ran the test. So my mom obviously complained because she'd heard all the other schools like doing this test and you could, you know, do the music program and, you know, do your violin. So my mom rang them up and they were just like, you know, not having any of it. So my mom switched schools. Like she took me out of that school and I switched schools, me and my brother. And like for me, like I got into the music program at the other school. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I actually made it on. But for me, music was always always my comfort blanket it is it's the one thing through my whole entire life that has never left me it's always been my best friend and you know there's been periods of, in my life where I've had no friends and I was being severely bullied for being a bit weird and things and the thing was like the what, what helped me through it all was the fact that you know I had my headphones and I could block out the world and I could block out those girls saying really mean things to me in the corridors because I had my headphones so it was always my safety blanket it was always my protector and it was always something that I th I wanted to do but never had the confidence to pursue really um, and thankfully to my friends and my family and to everyone like especially my best friend who like you know basically made me start my YouTube channel which you know was the thing when I was 15 that you know, I think it had like 15,000 subscribers like before TV and things. So for me, it, it legit has been that one thing, that that like, continuum through my life, the only thing that's always been there for me. And I just, I don't know, it's a true blessing and miracle that I get to do this for my, my, my life, you know. And it's something that I don't take for granted and... I don't know, I have to remind myself every single day that this is my job and and I say job, but it's not really a job, but it's my, my livelihood and I'm 
super privileged and I really don't know where I'd be without other artists, other people who had to break boundaries, other people that had to like work really hard at their craft and their art. So I'm just ever grateful, ever grateful to the world for the existence of, of the tunes. Yeah. <laughs> That was that was beautifully said. That was that was a great way to close this out. I'm, <laughs> I'm super stoked on that answer. And um, Janet, it was so nice to talk to you. I'm so glad we were able to do this. Oh, it was awesome to talk to you too, man. Yes. Thanks for your time. Absolutely. All right, uh, let me just check and make sure. Yeah, I got. I'm just I'm just making sure I didn't miss anything. <laughs> anything that I was gonna make, I always worry about that. But yeah, everything looks good. Um, wow. Yeah, it was so nice to just. I mean, it was nice to have just a conversation. I really try to have. I have talking points and things like that, but I always just really try to talk to someone. And so it was really, it was cool to talk to a musician that wanted to just have a conversation. So I was <laughs> super stoked on that. <laughs> Man. Like, always. Like, it's just sometimes you just got to bring it back to the human nature of things. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. <laughs> to get well, the best. Oh, yeah. But thank you so much for this. And, yeah. Uh, I really look forward to, to reading it. Absolutely. All right. Um, well, we're going to get this up soon, and I will uh, send this over as soon as it's ready to go. Uh, amazing. And awesome. I will tweet it out and share it out and all that. Wonderful. Like... <laughs> all awesome. Right. Have right. a great day, Jarvis. Thank you. You too. Have a good night. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. This episode of For the Record was brought to you by Audible.com. To get a free 30-day free trial and free audiobook, go to www.audibletrial.com slash shameless promo. Once again, that's audibletrial.com slash shameless promo.